just when you started to count Bitcoin out, when it looked like there was capitulation, Bitcoin bounced from as low as $39,000 all the way up to over $44,000 earlier today. And it is DCA Wednesday, which means it is time to stack those sats. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Sexy sat stackers, welcome to the latest episode of the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast. As I stated, today is Wednesday, January 12th, 2022, and that means it is DCA Wednesday. Today will be our 25th stack in this journey that we began back on July 28th of last year. And so far, that means we have stacked $480, and today that will be $500. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we have began exploring the concept of dollar cost averaging, the dollar cost average method of investing. And for those of you who are not familiar with DCA, dollar cost averaging is an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals regardless of price. We began stacking $20 every Wednesday, and that so far has scored us a stash of 936,888 Satoshis, which is currently worth about $408.43. Uh, we are down a little bit. As I said, we've invested $480, and uh, that includes $10.80 in fees. So we're not doing too bad, considering that Bitcoin has dropped significantly since its all-time high that it uh, set about 63 days ago, around $69,000. But before we get ahead of ourselves... Let's look at, take a quick peek at the vital statistics. Right now, Bitcoin is sitting at block number 718,339, and it's valued at approximately $43,595, or 2,294 sats per cuck buck, 2294 Moscow time. 24-hour transaction volume has decreased slightly since last week. Last week, it was at 3.1 transactions per second, and we're currently looking at about 2.91 transactions per second. Again, that's transactions that are being settled on chain, so it doesn't necessarily indicate uh, trades, because a lot of trades obviously are going on with exchanges that are not necessarily sent to individual wallets. But it is, I think, a reliable indicator of how much traffic is, uh, how much activity is going on. Uh, it, well, obviously it is an indicator of how much activity is going on on chain. And if you're a true hodler, uh, you control your own keys and you will be transferring that Bitcoin to your own wallet. So uh, most of us hodlers out there are actually uh, reflected in that, in that transaction per second statistic. We just had a uh, difficulty increase on January 8th of about 0.4%, so not much of a difficulty increase. For a while, it looked like it was actually going to be a difficulty decrease after the Kazakhstani uh, miners got knocked offline due to the unrest in their country and the government shutting off the internet. I believe it knocked about 12% of the network hash power offline temporarily. Uh, it looks like that's begun to recover. And uh, 
The next difficulty increase will be sometime around January 22nd. And depending on where you get your information, Clark Moody's dashboard, for example, is showing it's going to be a 0.0 increase, so not an increase at all. Uh, BTC.com is saying it's going to be a 0.7% increase. Uh, Again, that's far enough out that that will probably change. Uh, I'd have to guess that if the price keeps going up, especially uh, with the the hash rate returning and with the new ant miners coming online, uh, that we'll probably see a difficulty increase of at least that 0.7. But that remains to be seen. And again, that's the beauty of the uh, the Bitcoin network, that difficulty adjustment uh, does what it needs to do to keep those blocks coming in. Tick-tock new block on average every 10 minutes. Again, we are 63 days since our all-time high. We're down 36.9% from that all-time high of 69,000. Um, but as Adam Meister says, as Adam Meister likes to say, that just means we're one day closer to a new all-time high. A little bit of what's going on in the news this week. Uh, since we met last time, Bitcoin did continue to dip. Uh, it was at 43343 so almost exactly where it's at now, a week ago when we did our last DCA purchase. But as I said earlier, it dipped all the way down below 30 all the way down to about 39,000 below the 40,000 mark, although only for moments. Um, But uh, another thing I like to say, and a lot of uh, people like to say online, is that just because you're DCAing doesn't mean you shouldn't BTFD. And uh, we certainly buy the dip here, but for the purposes of this episode, uh, we don't include that in our stack because while it's a good idea to buy the dip, we are testing out the theory of dollar cost averaging and to keep that pure, uh, we're not including that in our stash totals. Uh, so hopefully you bought the freaking dip because uh, I don't think we're going to see Bitcoin that cheap in a long time, at least not if the four year cycle continues to hold. And in, in Bitcoin news along those lines, plan B, for example, who's famous for his stock to flow model is still standing by stock to flow tweeting just a few hours ago this morning that the bounce will be epic. And I believe he squeaked that tweet out before we saw that bounce. So uh, his words are coming true, even as we speak, hopefully. Along those lines, a lot of people are speculating that this dip was actually the Plan B dip. He, uh, Plan B, infamously uh, published his floor model estimate for the minimum that Bitcoin would be at the end of each month. And he was right on the money for August and right on the money for September. And I believe October as well. But he had forecast, I believe, $95,000 by the end of November and $135,000 by Christmas using that model. Obviously, that did not happen. And quite honestly, I can see the psychology that when he missed November, we saw a significant dip. And then when it was obvious that we weren't going to hit $100,000 by the end of this year, um, that caused a little bit of... uh, that caused a lot of people to doubt the stock to flow model. And that definitely drained a little bit of the hopium out of the Bitcoin sphere. So it's a distinct possibility that a lot of this dip is uh, just because we missed that 135K or even the 100K forecast that people had for the end of year. And, um, you know, investor psychology is uh, strange that way. So uh, who knows? Uh, It could just be that Bitcoin's doing what Bitcoin's doing. And 
I firmly believe that Bitcoin is just doing what Bitcoin's doing and don't necessarily buy into that plan B dip mumbo jumbo. Equinometrics treated out some uh, some encouraging news in the last day or so. He had been saying that neither the small fish nor the whales were accumulating and that that was a bad news for uh, for Bitcoin. As I believe we mentioned in the last episode, he said that if that didn't change, then uh, we could definitely see a lack of support in the Bitcoin price. However, just yesterday, he tweeted that, quote, the past couple of days have seen some buying in both whale addresses and the hodler addresses. So uh, maybe we've seen a turnaround here. Hopefully we'll we'll continue to set that new all-time high because it would be neat to see a blow-off top. Uh, and that has been traditional for the last two halving cycles, although uh, a lot of people also say that there's the diminishing lengthening cycle theory playing out where each cycle has lower and lower returns and takes longer to do so as the curve flattens, so to speak. And that's that remains to be seen because obviously we've only had two two major cycles prior to this, so uh, that's hardly a baseline for uh, forecasting future performance. I guess the only way we're really going to know whether the cycles are ending or whether the cycles are lengthening or whether the cycles are flattening will be in hindsight, because obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. Huge news out this week. Legendary value investor Bill Miller said that half his personal net worth is in Bitcoin. He did a really phenomenal interview with Consuela Mack on WealthTrack this week, where he said that Bitcoin provides insurance to financial catastrophe that no other asset can provide. It was really refreshing to hear a billionaire boomer this well-versed on Bitcoin. He clearly knows what he's talking about. If you don't know who Bill Miller is, he holds the record for the most consecutive years outperforming the S&P 500. I believe the funny managed to actually outperform the S&P 500 15 years in a row. That's pretty impressive. Uh, and it was nice to hear that he knows what he's talking about. He said that he was orange-pilled after listening to Argentinian Bitcoiner Wences Cesaris saying that, you know, he can understand why Americans wouldn't see the value proposition in Bitcoin uh, because we haven't had our our currency yanked out from underneath of us. And the Argentinians are used to that happening. Uh, he said his family's seen it happen four times. And um, I believe Andreas Antonopoulos said the same thing on many occasions where he says, you know, you have to tell Americans or Europeans why they should buy Bitcoin. Uh, Argentinians and people from countries where they've had their currency devalued or completely dissolved, collapsed, uh, they don't they don't need to be convinced to buy Bitcoin. They just need to be taught how to buy Bitcoin. Either way, it looks like Michael Saylor may finally have some serious competition because uh, I, he didn't state what the dollar value is, but 50% of his net worth is a substantial amount considering he is a billionaire. Also in the orange pill realm, Adam Curry was on the Joe Rogan podcast this week, and he made a fairly decent attempt trying to orange pill Joe Rogan. I have no idea if Joe is as ignorant about Bitcoin as he pretends to be, or uh, if he's trying to be non-controversial and batting down uh, every time someone brings up Bitcoin. But Adam Curry did a fairly decent example of trying to orange pill Joe Rogan, and it looked like the lights were turning. So maybe uh, Joe Rogan will have more Bitcoiners on his podcast in the not-too-distant future. And that would be really cool because he is the number one most listened to show in America. I believe he has an average of 11 million people listening to each of his podcasts. And that is 
uh, ahead of, I believe, six and a half million for the next most popular, which is uh, uh, Fox News, one of the Fox News anchors, but almost double that. So that's that's pretty darn impressive. And I believe that Joe Rogan, in, well, a long time ago, he had Andreas Antonopoulos on at least once, possibly, was it twice? I think he actually had him on twice. So it's not the first run in that Joe Rogan has had with Bitcoin, and hopefully it won't be the last. Uh, Adam Curry obviously really knows what he's talking about. If you're not familiar with Adam Curry, uh, besides being a an original MTV VJ, uh, he is the podfather. The, he invented the podcast, the whole concept of the podcast and the uh, podcast indexing. So uh, now he's, of course, promoting podcasting 2.0, which is that value for value, uh, pay for content, you know, streaming sats to the, to the podcast that you're listening to. Uh, and that that's pretty cool. I'm not super sold on, on that. I mean, I'm sold that it's a great idea, but uh, I'm not convinced that uh, the average person will pay for what they can get for free. But it would be neat to see more podcasts supported in that method instead of relying on sponsors and having to shill for their, uh, for their, for their income. We don't have any sponsors of this podcast. It seems like we shill the Cash App all the time, and that's just because I like Cash App, but uh, they're not a sponsor. We don't even have a custom referral code. Although, if you don't use Cash App and you want to use Cash App, I put a, a generic referral code in the show links. So um, if you do sign up for Cash App, please consider clicking on that link to do so. I believe you'll get five bucks, we'll get five bucks, and every little bit counts. All right, on to the nitty gritty. Like I said, we've been stacking $20 every Wednesday, and the reason we chose $20 is because $20 is not very much money for the average listener, most of our listeners being in either the United States or Europe. For some people, though, that is a lot of money, so $20 was a good start. Also, I chose $20 because I saw so many people online on Reddit, Twitter, posting that is it too late, or not only is it too late, they don't have a whole lot of money, and is is it worth investing just 50 bucks in Bitcoin? And so I thought, let's see what we can do with $20 a week, because almost anybody can come up with 20 bucks, even if it means you just don't go through the Starbucks drive through this morning on the way to work, or maybe you don't have a couple beers after work today, um, maybe you don't smoke a pack of cigarettes, or maybe you just don't go to the movies. 20 bucks is fairly easy to come up with, so that's why we picked 20 And you can see that in less than six months, we've already stacked uh, almost a million sats, Uh, We've socked away $480, just $20 at a time. And now all of a sudden, we're talking about real money. $480 is more than the average monthly income in a lot of countries. So, for example, uh, in El Salvador, and hopefully it won't be that way for long because it'd be great if Bitcoin lifts El Salvador out of poverty, but $480 is a ton of money to the average person in El Salvador. Uh, But even they can probably put away $20 here and there. So um, they could have turned that $20 into $480. Uh, in just six short months. And if you believe in Bitcoin, like I believe in Bitcoin, uh, this isn't about making money tomorrow or becoming a millionaire overnight. This is about long-term investing. Uh, Anybody that gets into Bitcoin, in my opinion, should be expecting to hold through at least one more cycle, uh, at least till after the 2024 halving and and the next 2024 cycle. But uh, ideally, 10 years or even longer, I don't intend to ever sell my Bitcoin. I'm planning on building a nest egg for future generations. 
And I think that's what Bitcoin excels at. Um, it is the ultimate hedge against inflation, the ultimate store of value, in my humble opinion. But back to the reason we're here, and that's to get our DCA stack on. And to do that, we're going to open up the handy-dandy Cash App. Again, I use Cash App because I think it's the easiest way to stack. You do you, however. Pick whatever platform you feel most comfortable with. If you don't have one and you want to use Cash App, there is a referral code in the show notes. If you click on that and sign up for Cash App, you'll get a free $5 just for doing so. Cash App is not necessarily the cheapest way to invest. They charge about 2.25% fee, which works out to about $0.45 cents every time we invest 20 bucks. There are uh, platforms that are cheaper than that. However, Cash App will let you transfer to your hardware wallet for free as long as you follow their conditions, uh, which I have no problem doing. I've never paid to transfer to my hardware wallet, so uh, that $0.45 cents is less than I've paid to transfer from uh, other platforms, especially when network fees get high, when things are going through for one sat per byte right now. You know, $0.07 cents might get your Bitcoin transferred to your hardware wallet. But in the peak of 2017, it would have taken $30 to transfer to your hardware wallet. So uh, I think it, it's a fair trade, that 2 and a quarter percent for being able to transfer to my wallet for free. That's a decision you should make on your own. Do your own research. But if you do choose to use Cash App and you don't have it already, please consider using that referral code. Uh, every little bit helps. And hey, free money is free money, right? So the other great thing about Cash App is I have no money on the app right now, but because I have a debit card linked to it, or you can link, a, uh, you can link your checking account to it or whatever you want, they let me add that $20 instantly. So I'm going to click Add Cash. I'm going to add $20. And boom, it's right there. No waiting three days. Uh, side tangent rant. I had to transfer money from one credit union to another credit union. And I started that transaction Friday. And they used Pop Money. And it is still not there. Uh, that supposedly it's going to go through tonight. They take three business days before they will give you your money from your own account to your own account. Cash App doesn't do that. I've got the 20 bucks in my account already, so I'm going to go over to the bottom right-hand corner, tap the Bitcoin logo, tap Buy, enter $20, and it says that we are going to buy 44,843 Satoshis at $43,596.55. Click Confirm, and boom, just like that, we have purchased another 44000 843 sats, and that brings our stack up to 981,731 sats. We've spent a total of 500 bucks. It's currently only worth about $428. That did lower our average cost basis down a little bit, and that's the nice thing about DCA. We've bought the lows, we bought the highs. And unfortunately, since we started last July, starting during a bull run probably isn't uh, the most attractive looking way to begin your DCA journey. But this is a long-term bet. And if you listen to Adam Meister at TechBalt on Twitter, the Bitcoin Meister, you know, he's a big fan of the 210,000 block theory. Basically what that means is at any point in time, if you go back 210,000 blocks, which is about four years, Bitcoin will never be more expensive then than it was today. So if you go back four years, Bitcoin was worth nowhere near $43,000. So uh, four years from now, who knows what Bitcoin will be worth, but the if the 210,000 block theory holds, it'll be worth more than 43,000 and, and we will be up. So in the meantime, that's not too shabby. We have a $428 stack of Bitcoin that um, 
is all of a sudden real money for people in the third world. Um, and if Bitcoin goes to a million one day, that 981,000 sats will be $9,817. And that will be one heck of a return for a $500 investment. All right. Well, I wanted to keep this one short and sweet. I, there's, there's a lot of news out there and the fundamentals underlying Bitcoin are as strong as they've ever been, in my opinion. You know, we've got more institutional money coming in. The hodlers are hodling. We're still stacking sats. I'm a firm believer that part of the reason that the corn dipped is, is frankly, it's because I, I didn't buy as much as I would have liked to because Christmas costs us a lot of money. As you know, if you listen to our podcast, we traveled out of state. So there were airline tickets and meals and Christmas presents to buy. And it's just not the time of year when people have a lot of disposable income. So when Bitcoin had a little bit of weakness and there was some selling pressure, uh, I didn't get to snap up. I didn't get to buy the dip as often as I would have liked to. And I'm sure a lot of other people were in that boat. Hopefully, this bull run is not over. But even if it is, we're going to keep DCA in. The beautiful thing about DCA is we have purchased as cheap as 38900 and as expensive as 65969 But by buying every week, uh, hopefully we will smooth out those valleys. And again, this is a long-term play. Uh, I am a firm believer that this corn will be worth a lot more uh, four years from now or 10 years from now. Uh, if you're if you're if you're young, if you're not a boomer, if you're in your twenties, holding for thirty years is not that big a deal. You know, if you're if you're sucking money away into your four hundred one k or IRA, you're not going to touch that till you're sixty five, right? So, if you're planning on holding your sats that long, I can only imagine what kind of returns you'll have. You know, if if you were uh, one of those people that says, "Man, I wish I had bought Bitcoin when I first heard about it when it was only a dollar a coin." You know, everybody says if you'd bought only $100 worth of Bitcoin 10 years ago, you'd be a millionaire now. Um, it'll be really fun to see what only $100 is worth in another 10 years. But this is a fun journey, and we intend to keep stacking every Wednesday till Bitcoin either goes to the moon, till it crashes, goes to zero, or till you get bored and just stop listening. In fact, I'm going to keep stacking even if you get bored and stop listening. Hopefully you found this entertaining. Hopefully you found this informative. Again, this is not financial advice. I do appreciate you following along and hopefully we both learned something on this journey together. And we will be back again next Wednesday. Until then though, keep stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers. <laughs>